This is Adventurous, a No Direction Network production brought to you by Roll20.net and Sirenscape. Last we left our intrepid band of heroes, they had concluded the Tanager Jubilee, a party held in honor of the founding of the county of Marat some five months ago. So <laughs> it may be a little rough remembering specific details, but they encountered the Iron Lash, a manticore that had been terrorizing the countryside for years. Defeating the Iron Lash and returning triumphant, the... The PCs were rewarded with accolades and a preserved manticore head and wings that they can proudly display in their homes, and a fine dinner of roast manticore. <laughs> you continued whining and dining the nobles of Marat because it's been a little while. We'll do a quick review. So there is Count Bartleby Lothied, the man you have been sent to overthrow. Firm supporter of Pyrathius, but he is also a steward of this land, which belongs to your patron, Princess Eutropia. He is refusing to surrender to the princess, who needs the county and its resources in tip-top condition as a firm foundation for her attempt to inherit the throne in the wake of her father's death. The, the, the squatting laws here in Taldor are quite serious. Yeah, yeah, it basically comes down to whoever can put a sword through the other guy. We uh, have swords. That said, uh, so far, Count Lothied has no idea that you are here to overthrow him and has taken kind of a shine to you, especially after Xavian took a poisoned crossbow bolt intended for him and undoubtedly launched by the Night Swan. <gasps> it's Xavier. Night Swan. Xavier? Xavier. Me! Xavier, yeah. You called me Xavier. Uh, I don't speak French. Count <laughs> <laughs> Lothian called you Xavier because that's how much he cares oh, about Oh, I hate people. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Xander. You have also befriended Baron Nicholas O'Kara, a man you originally met at the Senate, uh, at the Senate Gala back in Opara. Former military hero, former jousting champion, tends to be a fairly nice guy. You, you got to briefly meet his daughter, who seemed pretty nice. And you can see the stars in his eyes. Yeah, also <laughs> handsome. And yeah. he has taken quite the shine to... Oh, Lord, it has been a while. This is Glanville. Glanville. Why doesn't everybody reintroduce themselves for our fans? <laughs> for our viewers, that's who we're reintroducing ourselves for. Sorry, I woke up an hour ago. <laughs> My name is Xavier Sever, but if your tongue can't handle Xavier, you could call me XS. I'm Karak Senna. Just Karak is fine. I am the esteemed Glanville, known scholar and nobility, and I... Uh, I am a, a wizard of some uh, some some aptitude. I'm Lily Campbell, and it's very nice to meet you. I hope you'll consider trying some of my baked goods. I made them fresh this morning. Baked bads. <laughs> 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 uh, and I'm uh, I'm Ogdrin Bloodhammer, and I'm just uh, along for the ride. Well, I appreciate everybody refreshing the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, fans. So, also in your new circle of friends is Dame Parthena Crab, a, a local muckety-muck who gets herself involved in the entire county's business, and her daughter, Sepsinia, who is, as near as you can tell, either under the effects of an evil curse, or high on drugs, or is just a teenager. <laughs> she looks like Snow White during, like, just at the beginning or end of her goth phase. <laughs> Xavier has managed yes. <laughs> has managed to uh, pick up a very faint magical aura on her, but not actually discern any amount of any knowledge from it, besides the fact that it exists. Also, she was the 
main guest star of my dream that was just not a pleasant dream. <laughs> uh, you've also met Baroness Adela Voinum, who is another ex-military commander who has an estate to the north of yours and is renowned for her, her vineyards and doesn't seem to like anyone or anything very much. Although she seems... She doesn't hate Karak. Yeah, which is great. Just don't hate me. And you have also met uh, a tribune, Anora Piscum, basically the sheriff of the small town you have inherited, inherited thanks to certain paperwork transactions. Uh, to remind everyone, you are impersonating the heirs to the Bettany estate, a an estate that is sat fallow for about ten years now. And Lily is the inheritor here. Yes, Glanville is obviously of regal bearing and the, the noble inheritor to the estate. Now, don't forget Lily's best friend. Uncle. <laughs> uncle. Uh, uncle, yeah. No, no. Uh, Not uncle. Uncle. another noble we've been interacting with. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Titus. Oh, oh yes, Titus. Titus. Yeah. Yes, Project Gaslight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, Project Gaslight. You've also befriended Titus, Count Lothied's cousin, who has mostly hated on all of you. You vaguely remember seeing him at the Senate massacre, but he doesn't remember you because he was screaming drunk at the time. But he is... Not if you ask him about it. He's just the worst. Look at him. Look at him. He's just the worst. <laughs> I, I, I thought he, he single-handedly took out 12 assassins with no weapons at all. I mean, to be fair, you guys were all locked in the dungeon at the time. You you have no way of knowing. That's true. Yes, we do, because we played the PFS scenario that took place, and he did not help. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. That's forbidden knowledge. Oh, sorry. All right. Forbidden knowledge. And you have also run across uh, Sir Gulgusern, the, the seneschal of the county who's half-elven, but does not seem to like Xavier at all, despite your shared heritage. It's a shame. I want them to be best friends. <laughs> well, it's only half-shared. You want us to be best friends? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, I think it would be nice. He uses a crossbow. What kind of elf is he? <laughs> cool one and you both heritage. look nice so you look nice together so that's why i hate him <laughs> <laughs> but you compliment each other i have yet to compliment this man <laughs> so when last we left you all you had finished your last night of the jubilee you're staying overnight at the estate or at the uh the palace of birdsong before you go out to your own estate and look things over and start figuring out what's going on there uh, but Lily, you wake up in a prison cell. Oh no! Uh, and sorry, but to interrupt, Crystal, wasn't there supposed to be a masquerade? Uh, I thought you had finished the masquerade. Had you not? If so, nothing eventful happened because I don't remember anything about the masquerade. Actually, I don't happening. think we actually did it. I think I we were getting ready to do think it. So, oh dear! Yeah. But now if I have not... something to look forward to. Well, <laughs> <laughs> shoot. <laughs> The masquerade. Can you tell it in flashback from Lily in prison? <laughs> yes, as you sit there, rotting in your prison cell, you reflect on how you ended up in prison. <laughs> I bet you're night. wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> I better do something to deserve this. <laughs> so, we ripple dissolve. Back to after the feast, as everybody's getting ready for their masquerade, uh, why don't you tell everybody about your fabulous costumes you brought? But we don't want to use those costumes, because <laughs> yeah. those are our superhero identities <laughs> yes. for later on. <laughs> so many costumes going on. I, oh, yeah. That would I guess be bad. we just need, like, <laughs> domino masks. I am wearing so many peacock feathers. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one of those that... Almost looks like a plague doctor mask, but the nose is a lot smaller and it doesn't cover like the mouth. But it's kind of garish. <laughs> one of those. Mine, you could kind of tell, has some kind of really specific shape, but it is so bejeweled that just looking at it blinds you. <laughs> Definitely a servant's mask. Yes. I guess that I, I think Karak should have kind of like a beastly one, but like maybe there's like one. The dazzled thing at each temple, just Abby was like, just let me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called an accent, Karak. <laughs> like, okay, do what you want. 
three stars by the temple. That's what Karok's mask has. Does Audrin just have like a paper mache mask of his face? Yeah, it kind of <laughs> looks like it might be painted to look like stone. And that's about it. So you've basically got five more social rounds to hobnob and try to influence people, make friends, uh, pick up more information or rumors. So everybody give me some social initiatives. Which was a wisdom check, if I remember right. Yep. Or you could just pick who goes in what order. I let the dice decide. I like I like the math rocks. Yeah, fourteen for me. I don't like the math rocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a six. <laughs> I have a two. Oh, Lily. Oh no. I thought my nine was bad, but now I'm feeling pretty good about myself. <laughs> Karak out here being the social butterfly. And I got an eleven. Ooh, so. Better than mm. Karak. Not as good as Abby. I've only got a 14. It's not like I did super. Everybody did worse. Went through my notes just to figure out what I even want to talk about in these social rounds. And now you're telling me I'm going first? <laughs> oh, I've yeah. never had anything to talk about in these social rounds, so... Uh, just to go over who you have and haven't befriended so far out of the named NPCs. Uh, your tribune just seems okay with you. The purple finch, the, the jester that's been hired to show you around, is okay with you. She doesn't know what to make of you. Let's see. Count Lothied really likes you. Uh, Baron O'Kara mm. really, really likes Glanville. Dame Crab really likes you all. Uh, she has said she will not let you leave the massacre, or the, uh, the Jubilee without scheduling a time to get together for tea. Baroness Voinum doesn't hate Karok. <laughs> yep. Solid. Yep. Had a couple of friendly interactions with the servants as well. So. Haven't we just tormented our, our, our poor halfling servants? No! No, we've no. been really nice to her, and then I, we, I'm sure we, we said after this, like, we need someone to help us, like, who knows the area, and to settle in and stuff. I think she likes us. Yeah, I believe she's her. a flautist in her day job. We've only tormented Titus. <laughs> oh, yes, a and you've, you've tormented Titus a lot. <laughs> so what's our status with Gulgusarn? Uh, Gulgusarn very clearly hates you lot. Yeah. All right. I, I want to be his him. friend, and he won't let us be friendly. Why do you want to be his friend? I don't know. I just I I, I don't know. There's something about him. I just really want to be his friend. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't like us. No, no, he doesn't. Why don't you like try to intimidate a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, buddy. You're gonna like me. I know it. Karok's not very intimidating, surprisingly. <laughs> oh. He's just friendly. I am. And a little drunk. You mostly make other people drunk. <laughs> Alright, so, Xavier. I yeah. walk up to Gilgusarin. Now, I know the art shows him with his crossbow elt, which we've established <laughs> is not how he's walked around the party. <laughs> but at this point I have picked up that he is a crossbowman he's like, walking around like that weapon. but he's got a mask he's like no one will know who I am <laughs> <laughs> so yes. I would like to talk to him about this crossbow I noticed there's a bit of a contradiction between the shape of your ears and the weapon you choose to wield my friend can you just tell me what is it about the crossbow that appeals to you there's a actually make a diplomacy check for me Oh, yes, I will. <laughs> that is a 32. Wow. <laughs> oh, when will oh, I learn? When we were struggling to do combat at all, but this is our environment. <laughs> <laughs> you see, in my childhood, there was this incident with a crossbow. <laughs> Even accounting for the penalty you've taken for events I can't or won't describe, he kind of cocks an eyebrow at you, but looks at you briefly and looks back out over the party. He's like... Because my features differ from those of the humans here mingling with us, doesn't mean that the only thing about me is this frivolity of elven blood. There's a certain sensibility and mechanical simplicity to be appreciated in everything this half of our parentage provides. 
Now, you know I'm a full elf, right, Crystal? Oh, sorry. That this half of my parentage provides. There you go. <laughs> I am picking up a sense of resentment for the one thing that we have in common. Uh, am I right on that? <laughs> well, there's the half of my family that embraced me and provided me opportunities to grow and better myself, and the half of my family that couldn't be bothered. Uh, may I be a little forward? You have been the entire weekend. Yes, it is one of my strengths. <laughs> <laughs> there is something that I have noticed between humans, elves, and half-elves, and that is that the elven pace is much slower, so much so that it appears like a glacier to humans, that it is just sitting still, whereas to people that have longer sight, they see the gradual movement. So... I, I am wondering if you were being hard on your family. Was there a specific reason you feel that they neglected you? Well, for starters, they dropped me in a river. Then my... Uh, I believe I have generalized my people. That there are some of us that are not actually uh, nice. So, <laughs> that sounds awful. I am sorry to hear this. I really have no clever way of expressing my sympathy other than saying I sympathize. Yes, well, do try to keep your people out of trouble. Like my family or all elves? <laughs> one is a much larger task than the other, for you see one, I would have to deal with Lily. Lily has the punch ball on her head. <laughs> <laughs> the ones you're ostensibly here to babysit. My job will be considerably easier... If you can keep the new nobles from creating much of a headache for me. All right. Well, then I only ask that you do things like maybe keep Count Lothied alive so that I don't have to be so distracted. Man, we're getting I know. I can't. I this guy. I don't know why. <laughs> that was a 32 diplomacy. I'll remind you, Crystal. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking you took a circumstance penalty there. Yeah, you I know. You I really... flushed my circumstance down the toilet. All right, I'm, I'm going to say that's the end of that conversation. Yeah, I accept <laughs> that failure and move on. Hogdren. <laughs> okay, so I remember uh, the previous day that the Duchess uh, Lothied kind of like came down from somewhere and was talking to Glanville for a moment, and then the 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 count kind of like rushed her back upstairs oh the countess his basically yeah his, his mom his mom basically uh, his, his aunt his aunt his aunt that's right um and as a uh, uh, a dwarf who is kind of uh you know had had strong family ties and is thinking about his elders every once in a while um i'm gonna ask around the servants and just sort of make sure she's okay make sure the the the, the duchess is okay basically like you know what's her deal i'm gonna figure out what her deal is all right. Can I do that with a sense motive check or a perception check in some fashion by talking to the servants? You won't get a direct response, but I'll I'll give you more details about how they react when you ask bluntly. Yes, that's 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 what I'll do. So, All right. um, you know, maybe even uh, the the purple finch, and I'll just be like, you know, well, we, we saw the the Duchess the other night, and I was just wondering if uh, I'll remind if she's okay. you, you know, she's not from the palace. She works over in town. And then I'll then I'll talk to just someone who looks like they work at the palace, if that's possible, to, to point yeah. out, to, 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 to suss out. Uh, ooh, that's not a bad one. I got a 26 cents motive, so... She sort of looks at you blankly for a moment and says, uh, oh, she's... Uh, the Countess isn't very well. She's not supposed to mingle with too many people. She gets confused. But you can uh. definitely hear some fear behind her voice, like... It's very unusual, or perhaps not unusual, it's very... It's more significant that she got out than just, oh, the old lady's got Alzheimer's and she's not supposed to wander around without an attendant. There's... Mm, right, okay. Yeah. The, there was definitely some fear in the in the servant's eyes when you asked. Uh, see, yeah, sometimes uh, when, when we get up and uh, those, uh, those years are... are... Our brains aren't, uh, aren't as uh, sharp as they once were. I, I understand. I, I, I'm sorry for, for that, uh, for asking, but, uh, you know, I'm just a 
I'm just a, just a dwarf in a big old clunky big old plate armor. I don't know the, uh, the intricacies of all this uh, social niceties. Now, I'm uh, just a simple uh, country lawyer, but... <laughs> I'm just a simple country <laughs> hopper chicken. Um, so yeah, and I'll just I'll just wander off and get some, some booze. No, I won't get some booze. I'll get some, some food. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Karak. This is probably not the best idea, but um, I guess I was kind of keeping an eye on Xavier's interactions with Golubi's arm, and now I want to try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so uh, I mean, I assume you you walked away from him after your rude. Uh... Yes. Okay. All right. So... so I played bad party guest. You be good party yeah, guest. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I guess I'll yeah, I'll go over and I'll be like, um, <clears throat> you know, I I couldn't help but notice that uh, you and Xavier were having a, a little. Um, discussion and uh, I guess that Xavier must have said something a little much <laughs> and, and I just I really hope you know that sometimes he can be dramatic um, and and a bit blunt but um, honestly like the rest of us he just has all the best intentions and we don't want to you know, make things difficult for you. And really, if there's if there's anything that uh, that, that I can do to kind of smooth things over, please just just ask. My diplomacy roll will be twenty five. Hmm. I suppose it's not his fault. I at least have some good blood to mitigate the bad. You know, I hear that about me all the time, too. It always depend in, depends on who I'm talking to, which part of me they're talking about. <sighs> you know, it's not so easy to, like, deal with both those things at the same time, huh? Hmm. You know, if you would like to do something to make my life a little easier, mm -hmm. I do have... He starts sort of patting down his pockets, pulls out a little... It's a gold coin. It's one of the local... One of the local mint. It's got a little hole driven through it, and it's on a chain. He hands it over to you. If you would be good enough to keep this on hand with you, when I need to speak with you, I can ask a question directly, rather than taking the time to ride out for, what is your estate, three days away? Is it three days away? <laughs> oh, uh, I think it's actually a day and a half. But... Okay, well, you know, it's, it's sure, if... if... I don't want you to rush over or anything. Yes. I can simply send a message to you directly through this. Just keep this with you. Interesting. Okay, sure. I, I can easily do that. Uh, I thought you might be the most reasonable one of your little group. I can only try. Well, I do appreciate your contributions to the county. And I appreciate all you do to keep it all safe. At last, some insight. <laughs> See, this is uh, this is nice. I'm glad we're getting along. <laughs> <laughs> he sees you as reasonable. Ah, that's the least I can hope for. <laughs> that's why they call you Karak the Reasonable. Yeah, not Karak the Drunk. <laughs> Glanville. Well, I, I have I have two agendas. One of which is is important, and the other which is is monotonous. And the, the important one is to make sure that one of my peacock feathers makes it into uh, Okara's uh, costume in, in in some obvious variety <laughs> as I pass. Marking your territory. Well, it's just wanting to yes, just, just to make sure everyone understands, and then I will. Uh, make my way over to uh to Baroness Vonum to to sort of smooth over some niceties. It, it seems that that is one of our relationships that seems to be lacking at the moment. So she is, strangely enough, wearing a mask with a big smiling uh, face of a sun on it. That is quite the, the striking costume you have there, Baroness. I... I I, I assume that uh, your, your servants must have worked quite hard in, in putting it together for you. Oh, I've had the same thing for ten years now. I find it really disturbs the other partygoers. Oh, really, really? And, and disturbing the other partygoers, that's uh, something you enjoy doing? Mm, just a bit. <laughs> when you reach my age, there aren't a lot of joys left. 
Making terrible people uncomfortable is one of them. I, I do have to say that sometimes I miss the adventures of my youth, and then I see this silliness that my uh, niece is up to, and then I do not. <laughs> Cut to Lily doing something ridiculous in the background. <laughs> Cut to Lily in jail. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not in jail yet. I'm throwing chicken drumsticks at the servants. Oh. No. No, we like the servants. What are you... No, it's like playfully. They're throwing them back. We're having a little food fight. <laughs> I, I think you're vastly <laughs> overestimating how much servants are allowed to get away with in Taldor. <laughs> <laughs> so, Miss Vornum, if you were wanting to... If, if, if any of the particular party guests here got the, the, the most disturbed, which one would amuse you the most? Hmm. She's like, I just hate them all. <laughs> well, it's, it's a difficult decision, really. I mean, the Count is certainly not his father, but Duchess Crab is just so overbearing. <laughs> I like her daughter, though. She's bitter. <gasps> uh, almost morose, you could say. She does seem a bit more striking than she was last year. She was a boar last year. Oh, no, but... I... She was certainly the one out of this lot I enjoyed the most, but... She's... More withdrawn this year. Hormones, I suppose. Indeed. No, no terrible incidents or broken off engagements or any of the other such trivialities that drive the youth to their ideal of sorrow and, and, and self-expression. Uh, give me a diplomacy check there. Okay. Oh, that's not great. Uh, it's a 15. Uh, she just sort of turns toward you, looks at you sort of appraisingly. You are new here, aren't you? And wanders off. Well... That did not go as planned. She's a tough one. <laughs> so, Lily, what are you up to? Well, I don't have any great ideas, so I'm probably going to just continue to befriend the help. This time, I'll start with the purple fetch, since I heard that our relationship wasn't as good with her as I thought. So I'll, I'll saunter over to the purple fetch, and I'll pull up my, my masquerade mask so she can see who it is. I was like, geez, these no... I mean, we nobles sure do like parties, huh? It keeps me paid! Do you ever... How does one have fun at these things? These are so dull. Well, I mean, it depends on how often you get out and what you think is fun. Everybody seemed to have fun playing croquet. I guess. That was pretty dull, too. Ah... Is there a dartboard or something? Or... There's the game room. I can show you where that is. He has a billiards table. Oh, please. Please show me the game room. So there's there's a large billiards table. There's a dartboard. There's a card table. There's a table with five chairs around it and some strangely shaped dice set out. And a few people milling around in there already playing things. Hey, play something with me. Oh, well, I'm here to entertain. What can I do for you? I don't know. Which one's your favorite? Uh, Russian roulette. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would require multi-chambered multi firearms. We can play Russian roulette with a musket, but it's a much shorter game. Are you much of a billiards player? I've never actually played. Me neither. Do you want to try? Sure. I think it's like table croquet. <gasps> okay. And then I'll, I'll attempt to be friendly. We'll let you try, like, diplomacy or, I guess, sleight of hand if you want to seem impressive at billiards. I'm good at both of those. I'd rather go for the friendly one, so oh. I'll try diplomacy. Go for it. All right, come on, Math Rock. Don't do me wrong. It's <laughs> not bad. 21. 21. So, yeah, you and she, you know, spend the next hour or so kind of chatting, learning a little bit about each other, 
you catch yourself like halfway through saying something about like you know these nobles and not we nobles and she kind of like cocks an eyebrow in your direction like huh caught that that time but she also seems to be opening up to you she talks to you a little about her her brother back in town and how she's taking care of him and i show genuine interest in her brother oh yeah he's he's like 10 years younger than her their parents are sick and can't really take care of him so she's mostly been taking care of him so hence why she's taking all these crappy jobs on top of trying to be a flautist Hmm. What's a flautist do? Plays the flout. Flute. Flute. <laughs> Plays the flout. <laughs> Plays the flounder, of course. Okay. She's Lizzo, basically. And I understand that we offered you a job, maybe once this is all done? Uh, it sounded like you were going to have your own party over in... Oh, what town do you have? Statues? Statues, that that's the Statues. one. Statues. Well, she wouldn't know necessarily. She's from Lothidar, the big city. Well, goodness, we'll just give you as much work as we possibly can, especially if it'll help your brother. And we'll try to give you the good work. You can play the flute. You can not have to serve eels to these people. That was kind of strange. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's really weird, because normally they won't even look at the eels. It's like a staple over in town, but you'd never catch these people dead eating eel. Yeah, it was weird. So that's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to make friendly conversation and try to befriend the purple fetch. She seems to be opening up to you. She seems to like you. I I like getting in good with the help. I don't know why. It just feels right. Xavier. I'm just taking note that normally you wouldn't catch the nobles eating eels. That's odd because they ate them with relish. Well, maybe not well they, they ate them over it's like expression. a cooked on a spit. It's an expression. It was like a sweet sauce. Was it a relish? <laughs> it wasn't a relish. All right. Like a sweet wine, like a port wine sauce. There's music playing, right? Uh, of course. There's dancing? Uh, yes. Uh, slow, awkward shuffling, yes. What are the crabs up to? Uh, Dame Crab is dancing with a few other... Uh, man about her age, uh, Sepsinia's off to the side of the dance floor, just kind of staring off into space. What mask is Sepsinia wearing? Uh, Sepsinia's not wearing a mask. Just heavy eyeliner? Yeah, just the eyeliner, and she's got a black dress on with, uh, like, lined with black feathers. Can I cut in with Dame Crab? Of course. Mr. Xavier, I'm beginning to think you're developing an affection for me. May I be a little honest that I find you as captivating as I find you useful. You are extremely good with exactly what's going on with everyone else, and I love having those conversations with you. (laughs) But I don't just want to have those conversations, so shall we dance? Oh, yes, let us. So, uh, a little bit of small talk, just to make sure that she doesn't think I'm just using her for her rumors. Oh, yes. And then we get to the rumors. <laughs> and then we get to the rumors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me pull up the rumor table. I specifically want to know more about uh, Gulgis Arm's parents, his elf side of the family. You know what? At this point, she is, like, super friendly with you guys, so I'm not even going to make your role to get rumors and information out of her. It's like, oh, yes, it's terribly tragic. As I understand it, the Count's grandfather had an affair with a visiting elven liaison who vanished in the night... That is not the story he told. He said that she abandoned him at a lake. Oh, yes. Had you not... They found him on the lake shore over in town. But she vanished after getting pregnant? Yes, left uh, left the county. I've heard he wears the name Bastard uh, almost as a badge of honor. He's overcome quite a lot, as I understand it. It's terribly unusual for for one of these noble indiscretions to rise so high in such a prominent family. He's been the seneschal for the Count and and his father before him. Tell me about it. Sorry, you said it was his grandfather, so he is a quarter elf? Oh, no. uh, The Count's grandfather is uh, Gulgusan's father. Oh. Oh, okay. And so, okay, so it was his father and... No one has heard from his mother since? Well, no, it's not unusual for them to run off. (gasps) Yes. Do we know her name or her family? 
Oh, goodness. I... it was well before I was ever born. Oh, I'm sure, but you have such a long reach, I thought maybe it even extended beyond your few years. Well, I... I do have a passing interest in genealogy. You know, if you would come see me in a week, I'll have time to look these up. If you will see I've got some books <laughs> back at my estate you'll find very interesting. I'm sure that we already have some plans to see each other within the next week, and so one of my visits, we can talk genealogy. Ah, oh, delightful. And then we dance the night away. Let me make a note real heat. Just make sure, Zavia, you're not expanding the genealogy in this visit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to actually come up with, like, very detailed family charts soon. I'm going to have to falsify a lot of records. <laughs> <laughs> really, only if people look in to what, who we are. We just, you know, just do our, do our business and get out of here. I suggested using fake names, but I was told that would be too complicated. <laughs> that was just something else I could mess up. Why did we decide that Lily was the in the inheritor again? That was just a mistake. <laughs> oh, well, well She's because human, young. Because there's only two humans in the party. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, fair enough. This dwarf is that human's grandchild, don't you know? <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I mean, I'm half. I could have, maybe, but okay. I don't think they would have accepted yeah, me. Yeah, the scandal we'd be inviting. <laughs> that would be a little much. Yeah. Now, so that was why. Well, no, wait. If, no, because if no, I am a full elf. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea why that's stuck in my head. I don't know either. I'm very curious. That's because his art, in Pathfinder, elves have comically large Yeah, ears, like the anime elf our, our artist was sensible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness we found a sensible artist. Well, thank goodness a sensible artist found us. Diaz Rodriguez, thank you. <laughs> so, you've learned a little bit, but you're going to have to... She's going to need time to research, like, more of that. No problem. I haven't found the treasure, but I found the map. Yes. Ogdren. All right. I have I don't have a lot of people to talk to, so I'm going to just kind of sidle up to Titus. Again, and actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice to him. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of compliment him on his on his. Oh God, we are just hot and cold with this guy. Um, I'm gonna begrudgingly compliment his hunting skills that he managed to get. It. He got like two or three of the other uh, uh, servants, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, and basically, I'm gonna try to talk a little bit of like hunting with him, uh, but in, in you know, just sort of like. Because I got no one else talking, and I kind of just want to vaguely, I guess, bring his status down a little bit because he's being seen talking to a servant. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, that's probably not my 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 character's goal, but you know, I think my my me my goal is just to mess with him. So yeah, the Lord Titus, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, nice, nice job there out, out on the hunt uh, this morning. Uh. Sort of looks down at you, kind of suspiciously, after your last interaction. Like, sure. Yes, it is one of the many things I excel at. Ah, oh, excellent. No, 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 I really mean it. I mean, we, we happened to stumble across that uh, that iron lash uh, creature, uh, but uh, you know, I'm pretty sure if we if we hadn't, you would have you would have been the real uh, talk of the party. Well, yes. I suppose technically I did bring in more prey than you anyway. Yeah, maybe by, by number, but by, by by poundage we might have gotten you beat. And I'm going to, you know, elbow him in the <laughs> yeah, Elbow him in the knees. <laughs> yeah, elbow him. <laughs> Give me a survival or if you have a related profession check. Those would be good. Like if you want to start talking shop with him. I mostly just have survival, so I'll just do that. Alright. Uh, 18. 18. So he talks a little bit about tracking and, you know, things he's looked for, and he's picked it up yeah. really well. He's mostly had to because his father was very insistent that he learn specific skills that he focus on, like hunting and dueling, and so, you know, when he didn't follow up on those sort of things, uh, there were punishments. Ooh, okay. Fair enough. I'll... I'll sort of, you know, 
regale him a little bit with some of my uh, uh, cavil cavalry stories. The the good ones, not the the bad stuff near the end. <laughs> he doesn't like you per se, but he doesn't hate you. All right, Lily, get him. <laughs> <laughs> what a good uncle. Kara. He is. He's the best. All right. Um, there's no one person I'm really uh, aiming for. Should have um, added more I... NPCs. <laughs> I'm just gonna maybe make myself like nice and friendly to the general um, nobles, and you know, offer up drinks or dance with whoever wants to make their dad angry at them, or like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just being generally uh, charming and friendly. You, you can actually find a, a like nice young noble girl from the nearby town who seems very interested in making her father upset. Oh, I will I will happily ask her to dance. So you you glide around the dance floor and she's very she's from a very sheltered upbringing, let's say. She's saying things that are probably a little insensitive but doesn't realize it or means them well. <laughs> I'll tell her some exciting stories about some adventures I've been on. And all right, uh, you want to throw out a diplomacy check, or you just having fun? That's a thirty. Wow! <sighs> I make sure everyone sees us dancing, and I dance really well, and like make her laugh. So you you might have actually picked up somebody with a crush. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I'm not taking advantage, though. I just want to be clear. Okay. When I say young, I more mean, like, 20, not, like, 12. Yeah, but she's so sheltered. <laughs> Fair. So, I'll say you could get a small favor in Lothidar from her. Oh, nice. So long as you don't, you know, come to her father's attention. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Next time you're in town, you can try and, you know, work some small benefit to your angle. Crystal, I know you're going to hate me, but do we have a name for this NPC? Oh, gosh, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) If we're going to be meeting up with her repeatedly. (laughs) Well, more just probably once. I'd marry this girl. Uh, (laughs) Why do you always have to ask the hardest things of a GM? It just seems easier for like, hey, we're in town and we want to meet up with with what's-her-face. Dame Terrordrome. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah? Sarah Drome. Sarah Jareth? There, that's her name. Sarah Jareth? Jareth. You know, from Labyrinth. You know, that's an interesting... Uh, that's an interesting technique. If if the in, if if the PCs are responsible for introducing a sudden NPC, they should be responsible for naming it. Well, there you go. I've that's done my duty. Sarah Jareth. <laughs> Kathy is responsible with that power. Think of some of the names we're gonna get. Terror drum. <laughs> All right. You know what? Let's go with Madeline. 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 Like Madeline, but like ending with a T. I am responsible with the power I'm giving Ryan. Thank you. So yeah, Dame Madelet. Uh, her father is. Uh... Nobody asked you to name the father, <laughs> right, Crystal. Yeah, this yeah. is on you. No, no, I'm not naming the father. We'll figure out what she is when you guys come and ask for a favor. So that's Carrot Glanville. I'm gonna go seek out Sipsinia. All right. Um, I'm gonna try a technique. Uh, where I'm going to ask about her education as if, you know, I'm going to lean on my scholarly leanings and, of course, our, our close fondness with her, with her, her mother uh, is worried about her education. But then I'm going to lean the talk into... Indeed, when I was doing a study of some of the, uh, some of the odd orc tribes and their practice of vile necromancy... You wouldn't believe some of the horrible uh, arcane occult rituals they would do. And then just start getting into some, like, really saucy stuff there. Like, really, like, that would attract a young would-be occultist or something like that to see if maybe this is her leanings lately. So you're either trying to pique her interest or make her think you're a giant creep. Well, I'm doing it from a, uh, a boring intellectual, like, like 
way out of touch, like completely disconnected uh, academic point of view, but just to see if she catches interest in like some of the like dark magics talk. Huh. You know what? If you Give want me, me to make uh... a bluff check on that, I will. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you go with a bluff check or a knowledge arcane. <gasps> We will do uh, the the bluff check. Actually, I do know the stuff, so we'll do knowledge arcane. All right, so that's a twenty-five. Twenty-five. At first, you're like, "Oh yeah, orc tribes, horrible rituals, things like that." But there's a couple of bits that you mentioned where she like kind of. Like, when you start talking about the gross things, she's like, eh. But every now and then you'll stumble across some details that she kind of, like, cocks her head a little towards you. Like, she's... Not quite paying attention, but, like, you've said something that caught her her attention. It, like, she was trying to deliberately ignore you, but something you said drew her in. Like, I'm trying to keep track of what those somethings were. So what, um, what, what nature of discussion of weird magics does it seem like, to pique her interest? Yeah, she doesn't get, seem to care about the gory stuff, but when you start to talk about, like, uh, and this is how they invoke the spirit of those slain in battle, like, you know, the, the fallen before them, or this is how they take control of uh, ancestor spirits, or those they've killed, or... Like, anytime you start talking about, like, how they bind the dead or control, like, somebody who's passed or conjure a spirit, there's, like, a little bit of, like, she doesn't want to pay attention, but she kind of, like, has almost a, an instinctive. Alright, so um, once I make note of that, I draw on my lecture and then just inflict it on the next passing young person oh. so that it doesn't look like I was doing it just to her. Well, let's battle it. The next girl who comes oh. along. <laughs> oh, no. Like, Are you trying to warn her off of me? <laughs> Great. The hearts in her eyes just shrivel yeah. up and shatter. <laughs> Lily, your turn. Well, we've got five social rounds, right? Yep. And you can also use your social rounds to try and pick up rumors. Okay. Um, I think I've got a good thing going with the purple finch. I think I want to continue it just to get that locked in place. All right. So, so I'm going to keep playing games and talking about our families. I'll talk about I'll talk about how I met my how I met my late husband at school, and <laughs> he used to be so nice. I'm used gonna, to be. Yeah. Well, he started he started drinking a whole lot and got kind of mean after that. You know, that's how families are. I'm just going to have a nice conversation. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. So. Is that Finch's reaction or Crystal's? <laughs> anyway, give me a diplomacy check. Okay, I'll do that. Certainly not a profession Ooh. poisoner check. Certainly not. <laughs> Math Rock did not betray me. This is a 30. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, yeah, towards the end of your story, she's kind of, like, she's mostly sympathetic throughout, and you get to the part about, like, your late husband, she's a little more like, huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Really, this might be a little bit too specific for keeping her cover. But yes, she's definitely bonding with you. Like she's okay. It, it was a very difficult period of my life. I don't like to talk too much about it. You'll forgive me, right? Of of course, I'll forgive you for talking about this thing you don't like talking about with somebody you only met two days ago. <gasps> I'm sorry. We were just sharing so much, and the wine's going through my head. I don't know how I let it out. Well, I understand. That's why I'm not drinking. <gasps> All right, eight ball in the corner pocket. And oh, you sink it. Nice. All right, so Pat takes us back around to Xavier. 
Do, does any of us have an agenda for the next three rounds? Should we? Yeah, we wrap can wrap it up, it up this if one? you want. And I can. I don't have any yeah. particular agenda. I've yeah, same. Nothing. Okay. Uh, my only. Con- I'm just curious what happened to Moffis if he officially got out. Like that's the only thing I'll ask around about, which I feel like I'd probably have to ask Gusarn about, and I don't think. Like I, let's say I take two social rounds buttering up Gusarn just to be able to talk to me. And then the third round, it's just like, you by just, the way, Moffis, what's up with that guy? It's, it's like you, you built this bridge really carefully, and then you just took out a match. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realized I'm on the wrong side of the bridge. Yep. Uh, follow Titus around, adding flatulence noises every so often. Oh, I was going to invite Titus to dance for a few rounds. Was with the flatulence, that's fine. You're going to have to remind the GM who Moffis is. Moffis is our, uh, the Werox. <laughs> the guy that we were hunting. Oh, Gulgusern says, well, he successfully evaded you for the entire day, so he is freed of the char- or, uh, freed of the charges against him. Is there a like a social dark cloud over him for having gotten away without serving a sentence, or is this actually something that he will be rewarded for socially? I I assure you, I have no idea how the common people think of these things. Yes, I should have assumed that about you. <laughs> well, <laughs> well have there's evening. that match. <laughs> walk away. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's wrap up with broad strokes. Uh, Lily, you you get Titus to dance with you. He seems incredibly awkward and keeps looking at your body uh, and then like very pointedly looking away. Are you are you okay? I I'm I'm quite. Fine. I. It's been rather an, an exhausting weekend. I can imagine that hunt must have wore you out. You caught so many people. It was, it was quite trying. Yes, my father would be proud. God, it must have been exhilarating, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> it was certainly a, a good deal of work. I can only imagine what it been what it would have been like to have ridden with you. Well, of course, women aren't allowed on the hunt. It'd be terribly improper. Oh, of course, of course. But, but what if, but what if it wasn't improper? Uh, he sort of blushes there and changes the subject to music. <laughs> okay, I'll talk about Opara music with him. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's extremely stiff and uncomfortable with you but you can tell he's he's more interested. It seems like he wants to say more than he is. Hmm. So this might uh, be something to follow up on, like, in the future. Okay, okay. Ogdrin, Glanville, Karok, did any of you have, like, any broad strokes you wanted to follow up on for the rest of the masquerade? Not really, I'm good. Continued character yeah, assassination of Titus. Hmm? I'm going to ask someone to watch me while I sleep. Keep an eye on me. Make sure no one comes to take me to prison. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very interested what a, to see how this is going to happen. I just have a bad feeling. I don't know where it came from. Well, what Everyone a weird thing to say. Why would you yeah. say that? <laughs> uh, Param Glanville's not really going to be able to character assassinate Titus while he's spending time with Lily. So you're just going to have to spend time, you know, snuggling up with Nicholas. Perhaps dancing. Oh, okay. He did get that peacock feather into there, right? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Strange way of putting it, but sure. No. <laughs> oh. But he's, he seems incredibly comfortable around you. He, he smiles very naturally at you. He's like, I, it's very unusual for me to, do, to, to develop such an affection with somebody I've only met twice before. But I've, I've rather enjoyed your company this weekend. I, I do hope you'll make some time to visit me. I assure you that that has made its way to the top of my priorities. Yes, well, well, I ship it, I ship it hard. <laughs> uh, well, I, I look forward to showing you around around town, and uh, you know, if you like sailing, the lake is is quite lovely at sunset. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm sure that'll be the second most beautiful thing I see on the lake. <laughs> this is so saucy. <laughs> yes, well, you. You are doing a good job of making him blush and uh, smile very broadly at you. Also, Crystal, you are very good at role-playing blushing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just wear a lot of blush. 
yeah, we, we push forward to that evening. Uh, Lily, you wake up in that prison cell. <laughs> oh no! I didn't see this coming. <laughs> you don't remember it. You don't remember why you did it, but you remember Titus, like, choking and gasping as he drops his glass of wine and foaming and falling over. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I don't. I don't remember doing that. And you remember, you were the one. You were the one who was with him the last half of the night. I wasn't. You were the one who brought him that glass of wine. (laughs) This was my plans for the future, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) You're only right. Couldn't have done it because I was going to do it tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not one to rush plans, officer. All right, let me let me get my bearings. Let me kind of take in the cell and kind of understand what's going on. Bearings is the other show we do. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a small cell. It's like maybe six feet to a side, uh, iron bars to one side, little hay spread around. Uh, smells, you know, dank, mildewy. You're clearly underground. You can hear like moaning and and you know just miserable sounds from the cells around you the captain of the watch comes by and like raps on the bars looking down at you like well thought we could trust you but here we are i'd honestly always thought more of you lillian and you're not sure why you're being chastised by the the captain of the Oparin guard? Or why you're even here? But you can see behind him, like you're, you're, or you can see behind him these, these torture implements. He's got the rack, there's an Iron Maiden, there's uh, thumb screws, like all spread out on a table. You can smell something sickly sweet in the air. I, I think there's been some kind of mistake. I don't know what I've been accused of, but I didn't do it. Oh. Oh, of course. Well, we'll get a good, solid confession out of you anyway. It just takes a little more time. And at that point, he drags you out of your little three-foot-by-three-foot cell. You, You feel yourself being strapped down on the rack and can hear him sharpening blades against a, uh, whetstone. Okay, I'm probably crying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do it. I don't know what it is, but I didn't do it. And give me a will save. Okay. My will's not the worst. Let's see. Hey, 24. Thank you, Math Rock. You're my dearest friend. <laughs> <laughs> so you snap out of it. You're actually just sort of tangled in the sheets on your bed. Not tied still- down to a rack. I'm still crying now. You're still breathing heavily. You feel kind of, oh, like that was, that was a terribly visceral nightmare. That was awful. Okay, I'll get my bearings again. Look around the room, (laughs) make sure I'm actually in the room, you know? Okay. And give me a perception check. All right. All right. Uh, Where's perception? Oh, there it is. Uh, 15. It's clearly the middle of the night. Like, you can hear, you think an owl hooting in the distance, like a little bit of, like, rain falling on the roof, scratch of rats or raccoons or something running around, like, on the side of the building. And But other than that, it's just you and, you know, the rest of your, your squad team. We're okay. all in her bedroom? <laughs> well, <laughs> but if you cry loud enough, we'll all come running. You're all in the same cabin or, or guest house. Okay. I'll kind of, I'm just going to roll over. I'm going to kind of just shake my head a little bit, push all that bad dream out, and go back to sleep. But that will save. You're, you're okay. You start recovering. You can kind of like <sighs> work past it and go back to sleep okay. and get a full night's sleep. Obviously, you shouldn't mix muscat and manticore. No, bad. Manticore before muscat. 
you get got. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but Muscat than Manticore, like you've never had before. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Well, I am a writer. <laughs> <laughs> well, tune in next time. <laughs> I don't know, what? Who knows what's gonna happen? <laughs> Not us. <laughs> but you better tune in. Dun, dun, dun. This has been a No Direction Network production. Adventurous is brought to you by Roll20.net and Sirenscape and is played on the Roll20 virtual tabletop using the official license for War for the Crown Adventure Path digital conversion with soundtrack and original theme provided by Sirenscape and a Sirenscape fantasy player. Join us in two weeks for the next episode of Adventurous.